What up? What up? It's the boy Dre. It's the boy Dynamic uh, D. <laughs> and it's fantasy football with the fourth quarter, man. How are you feeling today, D? Talk to the people, man. I I feel I feel all right, you know. Uh, I'm on a little bit of a of a losing streak in fantasy. Two 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 lost weeks in a row. Uh, charge charge it up to my my overnight job. Mm, uh, mm, mm. those last minute roster moves have uh, really affected me i, I to well, aj dylan got there for me but my pivot was joe mixon um and fading off of godwin so i ended up with aj dylan and godwin instead of joe mixon and i, I, I believe i was going to go obj um so small changes like that like i just gotta set an alarm and wake up to make sure i check the roster lock and not over yourself up Get right, yourself up, my boy. So, so uh, human error on that part. But I've uh, the people that I've con- communicated with directly, they've had throughout the week, they've had a really good week. So as long as y'all are winning the money, uh, that's all. You know, that's all I care that's about. All that cares. Yeah. Exactly. My my, my time matters. will come. My my time will come. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Well, shoot, man. Let's get into it. We got a nice little eleven game slate. Nothing too large this week with a few poopy games. So <laughs> let's get right into this dang thing, man. How about you start us off with the uh, Tampa Bay Atlanta game, D? Right. Yeah, I can go over the home teams if that's what you want to do, or do you want to do away teams this week? Well, it doesn't matter. You, your choice. Your, your uh, world, baby. I will take the home teams. Uh, I'll give you let you <laughs> talk about the away teams. Miami's away this week, so I'll give that one to you. So Tampa Bay at Atlanta, 50.5-point uh, spread. Tampa Bay favored by 11 points. Uh, Leonard Fournetti came off Fournetti. a Very interesting. monstrous Jonathan Taylor-esque game. I know that at most of the field, 90% of the field, was on Gronk, Evans, or Godwin as players to target so makes a bunch of sense get exposure to the same game and gpp to play for net so if you did that last week uh hats off to you uh it, it really paid off um i think that similar situation uh might maybe some recency bias a lot of players might go over to Fournette again he's 7300 uh good matchup against atlanta in terms of similar script as he would see yesterday, uh, last week. Um, but as I said before, I think Tom Brady is really trying to cement himself as the undisputed GOAT, trying to goat. Punt, pump out as many passing touchdowns as he can. So I, I think that he has a direct correlation to Leonard Fournette not uh, getting that same outlook again. I think it was really game script. If you if you watch that game, uh, they were, Tampa Bay was kind of struggling a little bit to get going on the passing side of things, and uh, they just let their run game take over. Uh, Atlanta is definitely a team that you can pass against, so good good bounce back spot for Tom Brady. Uh, Antonio Brown had didn't practice today. If yeah. he if he's out, uh, you know if you want to go back to the well, Godwin Evans, uh, Gronk, who's been super solid. I, I don't blame you. I think I think the best target on this team is, is just hands down Gronk. 
uh, eight target, uh, 17 total targets since coming back in the last two weeks, eight and nine respectively. He's just the past 10 years, he's been Tom Brady's security blanket, and it's not going to change anytime soon as long as the two of them are on the same team. So until we see Gronk scratch that 6K range, he, he's, he's definitely one of those players that has the opportunities to perform at Darren Waller or outperform Dylan Waller or Mark Andrews in the 6K range at a 5,300 price tag. So uh, I, that's, that's uh, how I feel there. Tampa Bay defense, if you want to go with that, that's fine. But you know I am hashtag pay down for defense. Uh, how, do you feel about the, uh, how do you feel about the Atlanta side? How do I feel about the Atlanta side? How I feel about the Atlanta side <laughs> is Cordell Patterson. Yep. That is strictly it, Cordell Patterson. Um, you know, of course, he's going to have a little bit tougher time running the ball this week, so I uh, expect them to deploy him out wide a lot yep. of the time this week, get him to catch the ball, you know, catch the ball in space, that type of jazz. Uh, I think Atlanta still can score. Um, on Tampa's defense, um, it's just going to be a little tough. Wouldn't be surprised to see him get blown out. Yeah. And uh, some garbage time touchdowns get um, distributed out on their side. So 100%. that's all I got for them, though. Uh, Kyle Pitts, is, you're paying for the hype a little bit right now. Um, yeah, no. He has two, two games over 20 points this season. He is a, a dynasty wide receiver, but Atlanta is pretty much one two-dimensional right now where you, you take away Cal Pitts and they say, hey, beat us with Cordo Patterson. And as you can see, teams are not they're not they're not winning with Cordo Patterson, even though they're using him a lot. They really need a, a second option. Um, so it's really taking him away and just letting Patterson get what he wants in terms of the game. So I, I am on the same page with you. We can move on to the next one, which I I actually uh, am very excited for Arizona mm-hmm. at Chicago. Eight, uh, uh, Arizona favored by eight points. Kyler Murray did and D Hop both practice today. Um, finally, Jeez. finally. Uh, so I expect them to play. I'm very excited. James Conner is 5,900 with the offensive power coming back. Um, if you want to recall, the Kyler Murray and D Hop were available week eight, and that is when James Conner had that. Oh, sorry, week nine. They um, were not available. Were they no, not available week nine? Or was no, it... they went down week nine. Sorry, yeah. but that was a just a better offensive position where uh, Arizona, uh, James Conner had that explosion, forty point game, fifteen and twenty respectively, uh, and now they're going against a kind of run funnel defense with Chicago. Uh, basically run uh, run opposite side of Khalil Mack uh, funnel defense. Um, so I am big on James Conner, 5,900. Uh, he's in a position kind of like what we saw last week with Leonard Fournette in terms of uh, just getting all those goal line opportunities and they can legit win the game through him. Even if Kyler and Nook do play, they will still be a bit banged up. So I can see them really focusing on James Conner a lot this game. And I love the, the call at 5,900. Uh, other than that, uh, Nook is 6,200. So if if he's trending towards playing with no limits, you're getting a 20, 20, 25-plus potential upside player at 6,200. You don't hate that. Uh, he's sandwiched between Chase Kelly, Poole, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. 
I think the only other player that has that same upside in the price range would would have to be uh, Tyler Lockett uh, at just 300 more. Marquise Brown, if you want to go with that. But mm-hmm. uh, actually, looking at the 6K range, there are a lot of players in the 6K range that have that upside. So I take back what I said. Um, but, yeah, that's how I feel about Arizona. I'm really heavy on James Conner. I wouldn't hate you if you went with the defense. How do you feel about Chicago? I do not feel anything about Chicago. <laughs> that is exactly that is, how I feel about is, Chicago. That does surprise quite me. Quite frankly. Um, I mean, I guess maybe you could um, – you wouldn't be mad at playing some Darnell Mooney. No. Not at all. Uh, whatsoever this week. Uh, I'm not really confident in Montgomery. Yeah, uh, especially if Foles play or the Red Rocket plays. Um, I mean, maybe Cole Komet potentially. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I'm kind of staying away. Not really many playable guys. The Bears legitimately made Allen Robinson not playable. So it's very crazy. <laughs> that that's absolutely insane when you. When you say that out loud, man, it's uh, – I agree. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, I, th- I thought you got disconnected. No, I can't. Uh, yeah, that, silence. That's all. That's how he feels about the Chicago game. Yeah, Darnell Mooney, 24 targets last two games. The volume is going to be there, but the value of the passing targets is always in question. Arizona may Absolutely. be arguably the best all- overall defense this season – so just not spelling a good game for Chicago where, you know, looking at David Montgomery, yeah, the touches are there, but it's not quality touches either. So uh, there are better players in that price range, um, like where Darnell Mooney is, such as Hunter Renfro is a much better player. Mm. Mike, Mike Williams, who we've seen have the upside uh, earlier this season. Brandon Ayuk at 5,600. Those are a lot better plays. Over Especially if Debo team. is out. Debo mm-hmm. is going to be out, I believe. They they said one to two weeks. He's listed as doubtful, so I don't expect him to play either. Uh, we can move on to the next game. A little bit more interesting. We got the Chargers at Cincinnati. Uh, mm. 50.5-point total. Cincinnati actually played, favored by three here. Um, going over the Chargers, you – have Austin Eckler finally getting up there in the 8K range. I've been talking about him all season. Um, I said sooner than later he's going to be at the 8K range, and right before he would get there, he put up 11-point or 14, 15-point stinker game. But a 40- and 21-point performance will get you above that 8K range. Um, You can score against Cincinnati. They are a little bit better on the running side of things, but Austin Eckler has had a healthy amount of – targets in the passing game uh six seven and six the last three weeks respectively uh so love him in that spot in terms of the passing usage 14 touchdowns on the season so he mm-hmm. will he will if the chargers want to actually have a good offense because you know they pick and choose when their offense wants to be good absolutely uh austin eckler is for sure a a play to go to kind of like where we saw Jonathan Taylor two weeks ago go absolutely bonkers against the Buffalo Bills where, you know, he came off a mediocre game, but you have him between Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon who are both riding highs. 
and Madison, who was also 7,600. So I, I think in that range, it's too low. That's very disrespectful. Madison, not disrespectful, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's uh, uh, the algorithm. Dalvin Cook was 8K. He's not expected to play. Madison's in at 7,600. We've seen what he can do. So uh, I think that he will take away a, a lot of the chalk will go elsewhere. So I think that Austin Eckler, his price is at that point where if you're going to pay for him, you might as well try to pay up to JT or pay down to Fournette or Madison. So like him in GPPs, like Keenan Allen in GPPs as well, the, the targets have been there. Uh, 13, wow, five games in a row with 10-plus targets. So it's going to be there. You're not going to – he has two touchdowns in the season, so you're really paying yeah. for the, the volume there. Um, but I think that how I said a couple of weeks ago, this is kind of like Cincinnati is one of those grinded out games. They don't give up a lot of big plays. Uh, you get a lot of short to intermediate, uh, work in their, in their game. So that really bodes well for Allen and, and, uh, Eckler, not so much for Michael Williams, but you know, the upsides there, if they decide to use him. But there are good price range players at around the 5,700 range. But, you know, if you want to use them, I won't stop them. Uh, I went on a little bit of rant there. But, uh, yeah, if you guys leading up, if you want to do the Justin Herbert, Eckler, uh, Allen start, uh, uh, stack, I won't stop you. I think it's a great week to do it in a GPP. Uh, how do you feel about Cincinnati? T. Higgins, I said last week that this last sure past week was going to be T. Higgins' breakout <laughs> he sure game. He did. Uh, if, <clears throat> said if he caught a tutty, he would bring you over the top. And I am almost 99% sure if you had T. Higgins in any of your lineups last week, you cashed. Absolutely. You, you sure absolutely did. cashed. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the same thing this game. I think uh, Chase is going to have uh, Asante on him. Not to say that Asante Samuel is this, you know, juggernaut of a corner like his daddy was or anything like that. <laughs> but he's been playing solid, um, and Chase has been a little quiet recently. Um, so, yeah, man, T. Higgins. I'm, I'm big on T. Higgins once again um, this week. He did not let me down last week. Uh, Joe Mixon might be a little bit too rich for my blood. <clears throat> um, right now at 81 i believe he is this week so i'm yeah. i mean he's had four straight games with 25 plus so i get it i totally right. get it um there's no reason why he shouldn't be that price but i might be priced out priced out of him this week all right but aside from that that's really all i have i mean if you really want to uh punt you can you know throw uzma uzama whatever however you say his name <laughs> Uzama uh, in there. Uh, of course, volume is always the issue. Mm-hmm. Not many games with more, over three targets. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for the Bengals, man. Yeah, I agree. Big on T. Higgins. You know, Joe uh, Burrow is in the best 63, but he hasn't really been lighting it up as of late. So, you know, it's kind of more so a wait and see type thing. Which yeah, if you're, if you're counting on Joe Mixon to go off, then he's 100% taking away from Joey B. So, um, I, I agree with that. I, I've always liked Joe Mixon. He's been one of my favorite players. But we can uh, move on to the next game. We got Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, Minnesota favored by seven. Um, 
And uh, with Detroit, with a total spread of 46 and a half, uh, I just noticed that I've high key been doing the away te- away teams, but yes, that's you okay. have. It's all right. <laughs> um, so Minnesota, as I said, Dalvin Cook is not expected to play. He's still listed as questionable, but he's been a non-participant. One to two week re- estimated recovery for him. So the wheels are up for Alexander Madison. We know what he can do when he's given those full workloads. So I'm very excited to play him, especially in a good matchup against Detroit. Um, Love that play there. Uh, I will say that if you're betting on Madison going off, it does kind of take away from Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. More, I don't know about that one, brother. More, more Justin Jefferson. Don't know and, about that one, brother. <laughs> so we, we, we have our first disagree. But I will say when I say this, I mean Detroit is definitely a game where you hashtag don't have to let Kirk Cook and – if you saw the highlights from last game, Kirk lined up uh, along the right guard instead of the center, and they had to use. Year. Yep, they had to use a timeout uh, in in order to fix, correct that play. And the following play after that, he overthrows Justin Jefferson on a wide open touchdown. Absolutely horrible sequence of plays for him. So uh, I I definitely see a. Uh, Alexander Madison 25 plus touch game coming our way because uh, they are saying, Oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa, there, big fellow. Let's uh, let's uh, slow your roll there. This is definitely a winnable game where they don't want to have Kirk cook essentially. This game does have a game script written all over it. It does. But last time, last time Minnesota played Detroit, many only, only won by two points, last minute field goal. Jay Jeff had over 100 yards on eight yeah. touches. He has three games under 15 points this year. Um, so you're uh, saying he's a cash he? play this week? Absolutely. Right. 8,200 as a cash play. Like he's a little rich, a little rich, yeah. but you got um, Deontay Johnson, 6,800 cash. He's not, he, he's not, Madison's not taking anything away from, um, from Justin Jefferson. And if you're saying that he's going to – Madison's taken away from Justin Jefferson is literally just because of game script. Yes. I don't think that if – That's if, 100% what I mean on, in right. terms of game script. No, all definitely right. not in terms of talent. I just I just oh, think no. that – Just more so what they're trying to do. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely uh, – everything's adding up to be uh, let's not force the ball. Um, and even though Kirk Cousins has been really good this season um, – we've always seen Minnesota just flip the script and and really just limit the amount of pass attempts when they don't need to, especially I think in, I don't want to go on a limb, but I think even his lower passing for pass attempts games were what with Madison, just something about they know they have Dalvin Cook. So when he's there, they're giving him 26. They gave him 32 touches in week three and then, he put up a stinker week four, but that was a terrible weather game. And then comes back week five and he gets uh, another 32 touches. So, like I said there, like it's – it's it's. Kirk he, is going to be throwing for 30, 30 times this, this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but it definitely – I'm definitely going towards Madison this game. In terms of Justin Jefferson, he definitely has that ceiling access. You're, you're definitely going for him for that 40-point. 30 point ceiling. 
Uh, if you're in terms of cash game, I do like Deontay Johnson at 6,800 around that area more. He has had only one week this season so far with less than a wide receiver one finish, meaning he was outside the top 12 wide receivers. So his pricing does not reflect that because Big Ben has been hashtag bad, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you're Deontay Johnson, you're just going to have that floor of 10 and ceiling of 25. Uh, So uh, that's, that's how that's, that's all I am. I like Minnesota's uh, defense, my number one streaming defense. They, they always, uh, exceed their value in terms of two and a half x they don't have a lot of upside but they won't give you a zero so you're you're, you're streaming like i don't know if my uh dolphins would be considered stream but you're streaming the fucking vikings defense over the so, uh, dolphins defense no 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 no. the dolphins defense is 3300 um vikings is 32 so if i had to pick it's definitely the dolphins um but if you are a diehard minnesota fan like i'm not going to stop you but if I'm paying above 3K for a defense this week, it's 100% the Dolphins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just couldn't let you lie to the people like that, dog. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you just told a bullface lie to the people, dog. All I said is that Minnesota has uh, met their value. And they no, have. no, no, no. You said you were streaming uh, the Vikings defense this week, and before we got on there, you said the Dolphins. So, what, what, whoa, 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 whoa. What's, what's really good? Did what's I really hold good, on? Huh? We obviously we could check the recording, but did I say they're one of my favorite teams to stream, or did I, I say? I said before the recording. So we no, I'm saying just to... now. Did I say the Vikings one of my favorite teams to stream? Yeah, I thought you said yes. uh, no, you're, no. Streaming, you're streaming the, the Vikings this week. No, they've been one of my favorite defenses to stream all okay. season. Okay. Um, like, I, I won't stop you if you go back to the well, but the Dolphins right. is definitely a better play this all week. Right. Just making sure. Making How sure, do you though. feel about the trade? I know it's not going to be much. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not going to be much. Uh, there's a theme here, I guess, right? Um, Realistically, the, the only person that you're really kind of feeling decent about is Jamal Williams. At Absolutely. Uh, he's at a good price. He's going to end up getting work. It's more so just how much work is he going to get? Because right. it's going to be a grand, a game script game. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to get 15, 20 touches. I mean, he only has what four games over 10 touches anyway. So although he has been sharing with Swift, but he has, he's a workhorse back here. If they get into the goal line, he's going to fall into the end zone. If you want to bank on that, go ahead. I'm staying away, though. It's important to note that uh, when Jamal Williams was out, uh, Jamar Jefferson did vulture two touchdowns. <laughs> so, so in, in that time span, he has five carry five carries for 47 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think Jamal Williams is a far. Is not as good as a player of DeAndre Swift, obviously. So I don't think we'll see the the twenty plus touches from Jamal Williams. I agree with you on that. Well, shoot, what we got next, my man? We have uh, a good, finally a good game for you to talk about. Uh, we have the Giants at Miami. Uh, I mean, good if you're Miami. Uh, uh. Miami favored by four with a forty and a half point total. Uh, Mike Glennon, Glennon on pace to start. Uh, I believe Saquon practiced in full, so he doesn't have an injury report. Um, 6,300 there. 
And then as for wide receivers on the Giants, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm not going to say anything. They have four solid wide receivers in terms of can, can ask for five-plus t- targets. It's, it's not looking good. Uh, Saquon is interesting, but I, I don't think he's 100% yet. Miami is a much better defense that we're starting to see the defense that we've always known that they can be. So I'm really, really off of any team playing against Miami right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's very easy to see, uh, shoot their last four, 17, 18, five, 23, what they have tutties in two of those games. So three, one, three tutties. Yeah, three three weeks in a row. Oh, sorry, no. Two, um, you're right. I was looking at something else. But shoot, man, three picks, five sacks. Mm. Fumble, two sacks. Right. Interception, fumble, four sacks. Three picks again, a fumble, five sacks. Like, it's getting a little bit ridiculous. They got Glennon in there. I'd assume that Miami's going to be ahead most of the game because Tua seems to be um, hitting his groove since he's come back from that bum finger, uh, which uh, everybody was rightfully a little uh, upset about. He's not a fantasy option, really. Only if you're playing in season long and you have a, a bye this week. Yeah. Um, is if, you know, if you're feeling confident about that. Um, Gaskin, I believe I called out Gaskin last week. He delivered mm-hmm. um, with a smooth 18. It is an odd week. Is it odd? No, it's an even week. Uh, it's <laughs> so an even week. So don't use them uh, at all. <laughs> no, it's an odd week. It's 13. Week 13. Yeah, I'm not tripping. Um, yeah, so it's an odd week. So, you know, it might be something worth, uh, you know, something to watch. New York's defense isn't that great. Um, not to say that he went off against uh, Carolina's good front, but he, of course, got blessed with two tutties. Uh, Jalen Waddle, <clears throat> uh, play at 64. He has almost 80, 80 uh, catches so far this year. I mean, I don't know if anybody would have thought that uh, he would have ended the year with the most catches on, on the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Whatsoever. I thought he's going to be more so a guy that they try to find long, but, I mean, maybe due to necessity, they're using, a, using him as a guy um, inside, outside. He's running an extensive route tree. I think I said this earlier in the year. Um, we also didn't think that he was going to be able to run the route tree that he has been running because, I mean, everything has been short. You know, right. Not to say that he couldn't do it at Alabama, but he didn't get this type of work at Alabama like he is now. And he's showing that he can do it. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely showing that he can do it. So at 64, he's absolutely a play. You can also look for Gaskin as well, too, at 58. Um and how do you feel uh, about Philip Lindsay? Oh man, it's a good pickup. Uh, uh, good I like pickup. They do have three backs though. The three backs that all do the same thing now: four <laughs> Gaskin, Duke, Lindsay, and Ahmed. Um, so it's kind of repetitive. It's a little odd to me as well too. Two of them aren't going to stay next year. Right. Um, I'd, I'd assume that it might, sadly, end up being. Uh, Ahmed and Duke. Um, sadly, sadly, Duke. Uh, as I think, Miami honestly, legend. I honestly think that Duke is better than Miles and has shown that he's better than Miles in the league, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, um, great pickup, great pickup. Uh, and he's looked decent in a short amount of time, too. So, yeah. 
Um, I cannot complain with that 12-42 last week. He definitely looked the part. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, we how badly I wanted uh, the Dolphins to draft Javante Williams. I don't think that uh, their draft picks were necessarily the worst picks. They could have went more O-line, but the players that they did pick have been uh, top of their position, respectively. Um, I think Philip Lindsay, Mount Gaskin, and then having one of them as a backup. Duke Johnson makes sense as a backup, being able to do both things. Really having them in like a 60-40 role or 60-55-45 or uh, role would be really nice to see going forward and going into next season. Uh, Philip Lindsay is a formal, form, firmer, former Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowl running back. So the talent is there. Uh, he just needs to find a system that fits him. But I'm good on that one. We can move on to the next game. We got, let me move up. I was looking at the utilization chart on PFF. We got a Philadelphia at the Jets. Philadelphia favored by six and a half with a 45 and a half point spread. Uh, Jalen Hurts is a little bit wobbled up. Uh, I He limited at practice. He was the ankle. Yeah, left ankle soreness. Um, All that damn running he's doing, bro. Right. Oh, damn, bro. <laughs> he's right. shit. Uh, both teams are pretty banged up on, on both ends of the game, um, in the game. So, um, Miles Sanders, questionable. Jordan Howard, questionable. Boston Scott, tr- questionable. Devontae Smith, questionable. Um, Corey Davis, questionable. Michael Carter, IR. So, so, uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I, I think that as we saw with Zach Wilson back under center, the Jets are no longer fantasy relevant, um, Ty Johnson the, and Tevin Coleman, the usage was a little bit more split than I would like. Oh, sorry. I went over to the wrong team. Um, the Eagles, even though you're not going to talk about the, the Jets at all, uh, mm-hmm. if, if Jalen Hurts does play, I think that the, the, we get his fancy volume on the ground, so I don't like it at all. Uh, Philadelphia is not looking healthy. I'm actually quite terrified. The only, the only viable play I would like actually go with on this game um, if the running backs happen to be out in terms of Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, I would love Boston Scott in this situation. If not, I am going Dallas Gordier, and that is it. How do you feel about the Jets? Oh, man. I don't love the play, but if you're playing Te- uh, Tico at 45, I wouldn't be mad. Um, very sneaky play. He ended up getting, what, like 15, 16 touches last week? 67 yards, four carry, mm-hmm. uh, four uh, yards per carry. Got three targets out the backfield, which is definitely his element in his game. Um, I would expect him to give you a, a nice little, you know, maybe 10, eight to maybe 10. Um, maybe due to catching the ball out the backfield. I think he, he might get a lot of work out the backfield this mm-hmm. game <clears throat> because the Jets are more than likely going to be down. Um, I also can't even say that uh, confidently because the damn Eagles uh, shit the bed last week. <laughs> they sure did. They absolutely shit the bed last week. So um, the only viable plays in my eyes is Tevin Coleman and Elijah Moore. Okay. That's really all I got got over here, over there on that side, my friend. All right, let's, let's uh, move on to the next game. 
uh, the games are getting a little bit more interested for for you on your side, Dre. Uh, not this game, but the, game, the next upcoming game. Indiana at Houston. Indiana favored by nine. Uh, 45.5 point total. Um, Jonathan Taylor is in a great position this game. 9,200. I mean, he's worth it for sure. Uh, we He had a floor game of 19.7 versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and it was his lowest scoring game since week three, which is an absolutely bonkers stat. So Houston is definitely one of those matchups where he can ha- just have an absolute day. Um, and we've seen, i.e. versus Buffalo, uh, the Jets, et cetera, that Indiana is not necessarily letting off the gas if they're if they can. So Jonathan Taylor is in a great spot to score a bunch of points if you can find a way to fit in that 9,200 price tag. Um, interesting fact about Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, it doesn't seem like like he's 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 wishy washy in terms of his outputs, but in terms of his target share, he actually leads the team with a. 23% target share on the season. The next closest player is Zach Pascal. So it's really if the Colts are going to pass the ball a lot, and I don't expect them to pass the ball a lot. So he's going to get that 23% target share, but it's going to be five to seven know, targets right, yep, a game. Exactly. Uh, so it's Jonathan Taylor, uh, and that's that's it. Maybe you can yeah. see T.Y. Hilton uh-huh. getting a long catch this game. Uh, but other than that, I – you're not banking on it. He's gonna catch not the ball on and it. Then get injured. <laughs> no, not banking on it. So, JT, me, please. What, how JT, do you feel, how do you feel about the Houston Texans? There's not really uh, many plays from this game for Houston. Quite frankly, um, you're not playing Tyrod. You're not playing not the Tiger David, David Johnson. You might be able to play uh, Brandon Cooks just strictly off the fact that they have to pass it to somebody. Right. Um, but even so, you're not feeling very good about that. In fact, I'm personally going to stay far away from this game from anybody um, on the Texan side because it's just not logical, quite right. frankly. It's just not logical. So we can move on to that next one whenever you're ready, my friend. All right, let's move on to the next one. Very easy game to talk about. Uh, we got a little bit of a sneaky shootout interesting game coming up next. Uh, Washington at Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas favored by two and a half points with a 49 and a half point total. Washington has been serviceable lately in terms of their fantasy relevance. Um, they're they're They've shown a consistent floor in terms of Antonio Gibson and, and uh, t- Scary Terry. All I know is if uh, Antonio Gibson gets 30 targets, uh, 30 touches again, like, I'm, I'm playing him. Like, no questions asked. Um, Absolutely. I think they try to limit that from him, though. Um, right. He's not really that kind of workhorse back. Honestly, yes. he has the build of the scat back. Right. Um, he was a for, former wide receiver in college, so he right. definitely converted. Um, yeah, so it's just – I don't know. It, it definitely had to be a game script where they couldn't – they were having an okay game on the passing ground, but they were just feeding Antonio Gibson. So, uh, But it's an interesting to note that 
he did have 29, 19, and 24 touches, respectively. They were saying earlier this season that he was banged up uh, with, I believe, a foot injury or something like that. The injury seems to be behind him. Um, shin injury. It seems to be behind him at this point. So if this does turn into a sneaky shootout, uh, we know where the points are going to come from on the Washington end. That's going to be Antonio Gibson. Scary Terry's not necessarily – only has five TDs on the season. And, um, you know, you always have your uh, J.D. McKissick. Uh, he's always viable in the game where, where the, you'll see a lot of passing volume. And uh, I believe Logan Thomas should be back. He came back last week. He was a little – you know, a, a little bit of a slow start. So if you want to go the Logan Thomas and I won't stop you, he's 4,000. If he's uh, playing in full, we know he's going to get 90 plus percent of the snaps. So he's an interesting GPP play. If you want to pivot away from the chalk, a Las Vegas has not been good against pass catching tight ends this season at all. Okay. 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 How do you feel about Las Vegas? Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Las Vegas. I think maybe a few weeks ago I mentioned Hunter Renfro. Yes, you did. And how he was just one of those guys where he's not sexy at all. Um, but but he's consistent. Like right. His game log is kind of sick to look at. 10, 13, 10, 18, 16, 11, 6, 12, 17, 17, 7, 24. I mean, if he catches a touchdown, the targets, first off, the targets are consistent. The air yardage is consistent. And if he catches a touchdown, he's guaranteed to give you 20 points, uh, to be honest. 1,000%. Close to, close to. So he might be a play at 5080, a little rich, rich for my blood. And it might just because he's not a, a, a sexy name, like I said, you know. Sorry. Um, really might just be I'm that. definitely laughing at you. Um, <laughs> and oh. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe you could. Uh, have a little Jacobs action in there, but he's been underwhelming this year as well, too. So um, you're not really feeling too good about that. So, and then Derek Carr, he honestly hasn't, was, no, I take that back. I was going to say he hasn't scored under 20 in some time, but um, he hasn't been consistent. Yeah, he's leading the league in passing yards, but. Um, is he, I believe he's leading the passing yards, but it's not showing up in the fantasy boxes. So it's kind right, of annoying. Yeah. yeah, he's throwing a pick every game. Right. Ding, ding, near. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, if you're banking on him, maybe throwing a few tutties and not having to pick this game, then I guess maybe. But I, myself, I am staying far away. Not far away, but I'm staying away from Derek Carr. So. Yeah, that's really all I have. Maybe a mix of Carr, Renfro, mm -hmm. Jacobs, Renfro. I mean, if you're just banking, if you're banking on, you know, them scoring, um, you can go that route. It's interesting to note Darren Waller is out. Uh, is doubtful, so I don't expect oh. him to, to play. Yeah. He's going to be out. Yeah. Foster yeah. Moreau is kind of like a pretty solid handcuff tight end. Uh, we, he's had 11 and 18 point performances this season when uh, Darren Waller was, I believe one of them, he was in the game, but a little bit banged up. Um, so 100% on the Foster Moreau 2700 hashtag pay down at tight end. 
Pay no, down. No Travis Kelsey this week on the slate. Um, you do have Kittle. Pitts is bleh. Mark Andrews. Bleh. James uh, Lamar Jackson's banged up with Mark Andrews. Zach Ertz is way too expensive. So, like, really, if you're paying down this week, it makes a bunch of sense to pay for him. Uh, if Thomas? Uh, no, for uh, Foster Moreau at 2700 no, Oh, no, Lo- Logan Thomas, saying, yeah. Logan he's, Thomas, that's another good value play. He's 4K, but he's... Uh, second, 4K, that's a little yeah. extra my blood, but... Second game coming back from um, coming back from an injury. So, you know, you, you do have a situation where the passing route tree is super condensed right now. Derek, Derek Carr has been slightly underwhelming in terms of his fantasy output, but he is the passing yard leader this season. And he moves the ball around, which is what you want to see for those t- those lower end. You don't like that for your higher end players, but when you have someone at 2,700 that's going to get 75% of what Darren Waller is going to get, you're 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 playing him. Um, so very condensed route tree. I think that they're going to score a lot. So I, I I like Jacobs as a GPP. Love Renfro. Don't love watching Renfro, but I love Renfro. Mm-mm. And I am wheels up for Foster Moreau this week, 100%. Wheels up. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got Jacksonville at L.A. Uh, L.A. favored by a whopping 12.5 points. Uh, Jacksonville, yep. <laughs> yep, Trevor Lawrence, 5,100. You're not playing him. Mm-mm. Um James Robinson uh, was limited today. I do expect him to play. Uh, I mean, he has that floor of about 12 points. But at 6,200, you literally have Eli, Eli Mitchell. Um, I believe Eli Mitchell like 6K. And I like him a hell of a lot more than I like James Robinson. Um, the only viable punt play that you can go, I guess, would be uh, the tight end. Um, oh, oh, nope, not even the tight end. So I, oh, O'Shaughnessy, maybe, mm-hmm. but I yeah, hate Arnold got Arnold, uh, towards ACL or something like that. Yeah, I hate all of it. I just hate all of it. It's really a bounce back spot for the Rams. How do you feel about the Rams? Uh, Daryl Henderson is probably going to be out. He didn't even go through walkthroughs, uh, today. Uh, they do final walkthroughs on Friday, so we'll monitor that as it goes on. Sony at 43, if he doesn't Oof. play, is going to be a very nice play. He's almost a lock for your lineup if Henderson is out. Um, Cup, he's been very quiet as of late. And, and I, I mean, it's, shoot, it's crazy saying that quiet as of late. Right. Seven for 96. Um, he hasn't had a 30-point game in a while is what you meant to yeah, say. <laughs> absolutely. But, I mean, 27, 20, 26, and 18 isn't bad either, so um 9k very rich for my blood and uh, man is going to be a game script heavy game honestly sony might get 20 25 touches this game if they go up big um odell finally uh became a part of the action right he finally got into the in the end zone I was uh, big on the first him last time week. um yeah uh, i mean i guess he kind of paid off yeah 5k points it got you three and a half almost 4x yeah yeah absolutely so uh, I don't know if you're putting him in any lineups this week. Um, He's but, banged up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even really, you know, thinking about being banged up, but more so just game script. They're going to be up big. They're going to be handing the ball off. So, 
um, try to, uh, they're just going to try to get a win under their belt. They've been very lackluster recently. So, they sure um, are. so yeah, um, that's really about it, honestly. Oh, I actually I got Van. I feel like you're going to say like Van Jefferson or something mm, like that. Yes and no, but I, I think it's one of those, those situations where the Rams have been underwhelming and they just want to beat up on the, the nearest middle school child they can find to make themselves feel better about themselves. Um, and Jacksonville is, is technically like the middle schoolers of the NFL right now. Um, so I'm kind of wheels up where we saw uh, earlier in the season where the Rams stack was basically foolproof. You were getting 20 plus from Matthew Stafford. You were getting 15 plus from Daryl Henderson. You were getting 25 plus from Cooper cup. Um, and then even 15 plus from Robert Woods uh, with OBJ. If OBJ is out, then that stack is 100% viable. If OBJ and Daryl Henderson are both out, you're getting a team that's going to score more than 30 points, a three player stack, even though, even though Cooper cup is individually expensive, but if you go in terms of three player stack, it, it averages out to any other three player stack that you will get. But in terms of the value, you're getting a team that, is really looking for a win and really looking to beat up on somebody. So I, I like the Rams stack a lot. Um, they've been good to me earlier this season. I think it's a bounce back spot for them overall. Okay. Yeah, I agree. They, they just need to get a win under their belt, a solid win under the belt. So I expect this one to be a bit of a, you know, blow up slaughter. <laughs> Absolutely. They're now, if they struggle, we're terrified. We're terrified for the yeah, Rams. Then there's 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 some uh, reason to be terrified if they lose. I agree. Right. Um, uh, we got two more games on the slate. We got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, Baltimore favored by four points with a 44 and a half total. I think this is the highest total Pittsburgh has been a part of in a long time, and they, it's a low total, which says a lot. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who struggled with illness, struggled with this, struggled with that all season. Uh, still having an okay season. He he did pick up a lot of interceptions, four interceptions against Cleveland last week. Um, the Pittsburgh defense hasn't been that good this season, but I I'm at the point where like I don't trust Lamar's Jackson floor, so I would only pick him for a ceiling. And yeah, I think this can be a ceiling game. As long as the running back, uh, Devontae Freeman and uh, Murray don't steal Vulture any touchdowns, but because they're not the passing game that Lamar Jackson has been putting on lately, I don't trust him to get it through the air. I, I would have to have him have like 60 rushing yards and two touchdowns for me to feel good about it, but that's within his realm of possibilities. Mark Andrews, his favorite target, uh, super consistent, 18, 15, 16. Uh, he's 6K, but uh, in a GPP, I, I, I understand if you want to play him, but I still like Gronk a hell of a lot more. Uh, how do you feel about the Pittsburgh side? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. And that is it. And <laughs> Deontay Johnson. You're not feeling good about playing Najee whatsoever. You're leaving Najee alone, and he's a little rich for what he's been putting out lately. 100%. Uh, um, so you're staying away. Big Ben sucks, but <laughs> there's death, there's taxes, and there's Deontay Johnson getting 10 targets a game. 
You can count on all of the, all of those things. You can absolutely count on all of those things. Oh, okay. I mean, he had literally has two games under, literally, three games under twelve targets this this year. Wow, fantastic! He's been out for one, I believe. He's been out for one, and then the bye week. But I mean, the the volume. In the game, he had two targets. He still had fifteen points, fifteen fantasy points with two targets. So the game that, or not the game, but you know the team and his quarterback, you know, are garbage. But um, he's getting those looks. He's getting those targets on that offense. So uh, the volume, volume is king. Right. At sixty-eight, you're not you're you're feeling pretty decent about him getting ten touches, maybe getting a smooth eighty yards this week. Yeah, I I love that call. Um, historically, Big Ben plays a hell of a lot better at home. So a pass funnel defense. Uh, Baltimore's given up 275 passing yards a game. Big Ben at home. So maybe we might get an average QB performance out of him. And average QB performance out of him means 25 plus for Deontay Johnson. So I will, well, 20 plus. I don't want to go and say 25. So, so I, I like that a lot. Um, any interest in the defenses on this in this slate? Um, maybe, maybe the Ravens. But even so, I'm not feeling very good about that either. They really haven't been that, that, that dominant this year. They haven't really been ball hawks, you know, like we're used to. Um, You know, they're good for a few sacks every game and uh, a fumble recovery maybe. But aside from that, though, eh. How do you feel about Fryermouth? Fryermouth. Fryermouth of the tight end. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, you just said Fryermouth. Fryer mouth. Fryer Fryer Muth. Him. Pat. I believe it's I believe it's Fryer Muth. Um it's funny. I uh was juggling between him and uh Conklin uh Mm. like three three weeks ago and I picked him up and uh the volume's been there. And I think that is why people have been uh on him for a tight end to get you know six, seven targets. A game right um is quite good um and if he just gets into the end zone in one of those games then you have a, a 10 point game so i mean what he has one two three five five tutties the last five games he's played which you so, absolutely love in a tight end absolutely so you know that, that might be a, a decent little play he is 42, so he doesn't come cheap, and they know that people are thinking the same thing. So, um, you know, you might have to – I don't know if you're feeling good about spending 42 on him, throwing him in your lineup because you're taking away from, you know, maybe sliding in a couple of dudes and such. So, Yeah. The the answer is uh, my my 2700 Foster Moreau. Nothing more, nothing less. And, uh, right, absolutely. I won't accept any other answer from anybody. So. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so we can move on to the next game here. We got a uh, last game. Last game. We got San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, San Francisco favored by three points, 45 and a half point total. Uh, I am wheels up for Eli Mitchell. 6K uh, has been absolutely fantastic uh, with his allotted touches. Uh, I think that uh, it's worth noting that with his performances this season, uh, Trey Sermon hasn't looked good, uh, but I think it's enough cause where they're at the point where 
they might I wouldn't be surprised if they release um uh Raheem Morstert next next season. Just not worth it uh for what he what he's been doing. Talent's there, but he's made a glass where uh Absolutely. They, Everybody in that everybody in that room has made a glass. But right. then again, I think we solved the riddle last week. We said it is really just uh Shanahan, right? Right, exactly. It's it's definitely really just Kyle Shanahan. It it doesn't matter who the running back is, it's just how they screen uh how they uh scheme and when you have the bet one of the best old line schemes in the game, like you're 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 gonna do what you need to do. Your I mean, for wrong. goodness sake, Debo Samuel was 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 looking like RB one out there with his limited touches that he was getting yeah. the last two weeks. We were running his own scheme all day. Right. Uh, so, scheme, so, so I think that with enough cause, they they might release moisture. But I, Mitchell at six K against San Francisco, who's giving it up on the run game. Uh, I mean Seattle, who's give up gives up a lot on the run game, uh, and this is definitely a spot where even though Seattle has struggled offensively. It's one of those teams that you don't let off the gas, like the Colts versus the Bills two weeks ago. Like, you're going to keep scoring and scoring just to build a cushion against Seattle because all it takes is not even vintage. Uh, Russell Wilson could come back this week feeling a lot better, and next thing you know, this is a shootout. So uh, uh, no no, uh, Debo Samuel this week. He's doubtful. I don't expect him to play at all. Wheels up for – Brandon Ayuk, at, Ayuk, I believe he's fifty seven hundred. Let me fifty six, yeah, fifty six hundred. Uh, super easy stackable game. You could go Mitchell Ayuk, or if you want to escape the chalk from Ayuk, and you can, I think Kittle's viable too. But um, the thing is, they use Kittle for blocking a lot. So if you expect Mitchell to go off, he kind of takes away from Kittle perfect example 30 fantasy points from Mitchell 2.3 last week from Kittle so if you think this is a George Kittle game you're not on uh Eli Mitchell and you're gonna stack him with Ayuk which makes a lot of sense but for that to happen you need Seattle to actually play like they know how to play so how do you feel about the Seattle plays Seattle 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 (laughs) oh man I'm not really feeling many from this game, and I'll tell you why. Seattle has not impressed me since Russell Wilson has been back. They have not. But frankly, they have not impressed me all year. I mean, I thought part of that is due to Russell Wilson, but, you know, I just don't know if uh, Seattle thinks that they're out of it and, you know, there's nothing left to play for, but um, they just haven't been doing it this year. Mm-mm. Simply simply put, I know Lockett has put up some pretty decent games as of recent. Um 96 last last week, 115 the week before. But those are very dependent on catching long balls. Right. Very dependent. Um, I mean, shoot, even DK isn't looking at looking like himself. And you know how D feels about DK. So listen, um, I I don't feel the same about DK. Um, he's burned me enough in his uh, in his tenure where I mean I had really good weeks with him before, but at this point. I'm Tyler Lockett or Bus. If I play someone on the Seattle side, yeah, and Tyler um, Lockett isn't even somebody you're feeling good about playing either. No, he's not. I think they're good GPP plays this week. Um, if we do get that, uh, that you know preseason return, like players when they come back, especially QBs, they need those three or four games to really warm up. 
So if there was a game to ever do it, it would be this one. And I would think that you're picking more so Russell than you are, uh, than you are maybe sliding in Lockett or DK. Yeah, because uh, uh, Russell, in terms of moving the ball, I'm not gonna play the headache game, where I know Lockett and Metcalf are gonna be low owned enough where if they do go off, like I will still cash. But if they are going off, and you gotta lean towards Russell, I think he's like 6,400 this week. 6,400, yeah, and if he does play, like, he had nine, he had 19.5 versus Washington last week, so he, 20 completions, um, 31 attempts, so off of 20 completions, he had uh, a, a Russ-esque efficiency game where we know how efficient he can be, uh, and this is a game where he should be passing the ball more than 30, 40 times, mm, so... It's 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 spelling sneaky shootout, not even sneaky shootout. Like a if you look at we're looking at Sunday night and the scores thirty to twenty seven, and you're not surprised. So uh, I think Russell Wilson naked, uh, and he gets a rushing touchdown or four four points on the rushing floor. But I, I'm not going to beat my head over Lockett or Metcalf this week. No, not at all. Like I said, if anything, you were absolutely playing uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. And it, playing. Green Bay, Arizona, the two teams are t- have shown to be tougher defenses. Washington is middle of the pack, and he had a decent game. So Seattle, they, they're, they're a little bit worse defense. I don't know. I just <sighs> – I, I'm big. I, I'm frustrated because I you know how much I love Russell Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, and I haven't been able to use them as much as I wanted to this season. It's just frustrating. So maybe I might go to the well at 6,400 and uh, just close my eyes and not look at the yeah, slate. Wish. Right. Wish upon a star. I'm dead. Okay. All right. Well, shoot, man. I think that's all we got, man. All right, so uh, play Foster Moreau this week, twenty seven hundred. Uh, uh, if so, if Daryl Henderson's out, wheels up for um, Sony Mitchell, and then play the dudes. Yes, sir. Play the dudes. Play the dudes, and, and that's that's where we're going this week. Play the dudes, man. Play the dudes. Um, I don't know if I have any uh, closing remarks. D took the closing remarks uh, <laughs> off my hands this week, so. I mean, shoot, I'll take it, man. You know what? You might as well close it out for us, too. Man. Oh, wow. Let me, let me get I'll, some enthusiasm here now. Uh, I'll be honored. It's Dynamic DFS. It's your boy, Dre. Peace. Peace.